everyone, Matt Manley from Shore Sports Network here at Thunder Road Books in Spring Lake, and we have a big interview today uh, with Matt Hodge and Brian Lynch from St. Rose. Matt Hodge, their superstar senior heading to Villanova. Brian Lynch, their head coach in his third year, and we touched on a number of uh, issues, a uh, number of topics, uh, Matt coming from Belgium and Brian taking over the program over the last three years, and they've got a big game coming up this weekend uh, against Montverde at the Metro Classic. They'll have two games at the Metro against Union Catholic on Thursday and Montverde on Saturday, and we hit on a bunch of that and more in this interview. So enjoy, and uh, catch you later. How are you? Hello. Thanks for coming. Thanks for coming to Thunder Road Books to, uh, to chat here. Um, so I wanted to have you guys together because I kind of wanted to sit down and get like the story of you know the St. Rose thing coming together. Brian, I know you have close ties to the area being a Monmouth County guy, CBA guy, and you've, you've made a home in Belmar, so St. Rose seemed like a natural fit. Yeah. Um, but just kind of walk me through um, getting the job at St. Rose and sort of how this particular team came together because the first year you were there it was more of like the St. Rose team we had seen the last few years right. where you guys were like you know some wins some losses and, yeah, and everything like most high school basketball teams right. go through and then the last two years it's really exploded yeah I mean it was um it was an un I came into like uh, uncharted territory here when I came home I didn't really know what I was going to do actually I had just finished up you know coaching professionally in Belgium and you know, had some stints with teams where we, you know, coached in European leagues where it was Champions League or it was FIBA Europe. And I got a chance to, you know, travel outside of Belgium and coach. And it was really, it was a fun and unique experience for me. And I grew up a lot in those years as a coach because I was a young coach. Um, I had some experience as an assistant coach before and also coaching in the lower levels. So I kind of got uh, beat up a little bit uh, when I first started because I remember my first couple practices I thought I was the worst coach to ever step on the, on the basketball court. So I had time to really grow up as a coach and then, you know, coaching at that level, you coach against such great coaches. So I learned a ton over the last, you know, decade, so to speak. And when I came home, I really had no idea what was going to happen. And I did mention, you know, you talk about manifestation. I, I did mention to my wife, I said, you know, what would be a unique thing is there's a, you know, there's a nice little high school right around the corner from my house called St. Rose. And she's like, oh yeah, I've heard of that, obviously, because we've been home in the summertime. JSBL. JSBL. Mm -hmm. And I said, it would be unique if I could get a, uh, a coaching gig there and just run a high school team, basically, and, uh, instead of worrying about trying to get into the professional leagues over here in the NBA or the G League or, you know, maybe, you know, trying to get to college. And uh, um, sure enough, somehow, like, it kind of manifested and came about over the last year because uh, when we got back in 2020, like a year later, you know, I was able to uh, have the opportunity to get the job end of August, where basically, you know, I got the job really like August 30th, I think, and then there's one day left to have practice. So I, I said, okay, we have one day to meet me and meet you guys. And, and so there was really no time to do anything except for, you know, go into that season and try to not think about the players that you have, but just think about instilling a and imposing some sort of identity. And that's the only thing I try to do. And I, and I have to be honest with you, that first year team was a lot of fun. They were a bunch of seniors that played super hard and uh, and they were kids that really wanted to play and and, uh, and compete. So, I mean, we didn't have the kind of team that we have now and, and we didn't have the kind of results that we conjure now, but we certainly had a lot of fun and they competed. So um, I fell into this over that year, you know, and, and again, my daughter plays obviously 
Um, when we got back, she was only in seventh grade. And my first thing that I did at St. Rose was to volunteer with the girls because yeah. I actually wanted to get, you know, the, a, a see of the landscape for the girls varsity level because I, you know, I wanted to see what she was going to be getting into. So since I kind of volunteered at St. Rose as a girls coach, it, they saw me there. I got a chance to meet everybody, which then turned into the boys coaching job. Yeah. And Matt, for, for you, like what, what's the timeline for you and all this? Cause I know, you know, your dad, Odell is good friends with Brian. That's, that's the history mm-hmm. there. But like, how did, what was the process for you kind of, going from just playing in Belgium to saying like, oh, it might be time for me to make the move. Was that always the plan to come to the United States or was it, was there this connection that made it a little bit easier to decide? Yeah, obviously the connection made a lot of things uh, easier because me and my brother both was always a goal from us to, uh, to go to college here in, uh, in America, like our dad did, but um, circumstances in Belgium was it's difficult to get from there the exposure to go to college. Is it the right college? Are you gonna get treated right there? So we always knew that if it was a high school opportunity, that would be the perfect opportunity for us to then show ourselves and get into the right situation. So um, when our last year in Belgium, we found out um, that there was, Coach Lynch was coaching in the high school. We wanted to come over and see, see the school. And uh, we kind of like, we liked it right away. Like Jay, right away, we knew already that he, uh, wanted to do it uh, with me was kind of a different story because I was settled like I had my friends there for, for a while like it was good I, I had yeah. a good time I was I was happy where I was playing basketball but then uh, it was this this goal where I wanted to go to college which really made me decide that I wanted to come here and try this yeah and just to backtrack like Brian just just go through like a brief history of like with you and and, and Matt's dad Odell and, and just yeah. your first memories of of the boys just playing yeah, basketball. Yeah. Sure, I mean, I my first memory of Matt actually is it's a it's so funny. Uh, my first year in, in Bree, where I met Odell, he was actually playing in a different uh, division. He was actually playing in a, a place called Hui, I think it's called. Yeah, H U I Hui. And since and he had like taken a step back from Division One because he had hurt himself and played in the second division. So they practiced that night. And our practices were in the morning with Coach Finch, who liked to practice in the morning. And uh, so he would actually come into our practices and practice with with us in that first year. So I got a chance to meet Odell through practicing with him. And and it was almost like he was my teammate, but he wasn't on the team. But of course, every game that we played, oh, was courtside right here with his his son, Matt, who was just born. That You know, the year I got there was the year Matt was born. So he was standing on the sidelines when he was like literally like three months old, four months old with headphones on. He had headphones. <laughs> I saw my memory of this kid and, and, and just sitting in, in O's arm like this watching games at that time. And I mean, he would bring him into the locker room after wins and Matt would just be a baby. And we'd all like that's that's, you know, my first memories with him. So it goes. It's kind of surreal sitting here with him right now, looking at a six, eight uh, incredible athlete and doing what he's doing when I remember him with the headphones on at three months old, but um, that's where it started with Odell and I. And then sure enough, next year he joined our team and became a teammate of mine. And then O's, you know, him and I, it's pretty funny. Like he was my teammate and then I decided to leave and go to a different team. And then we were like adversaries a little bit. I had to play against him. And then I rejoined forces with O when he decided to drop in a level. He got a lot older. He went to the third division and I got my first coaching job in the third division. I became his coach. 
And then as I worked up the ladder and left his team and got to second division, then became an assistant coach in the first division, then became a head coach in first division. Ironically, Odell was the general manager who gave me my first job as a head coach. And I remember, yeah, so, well, my first meeting with him, I I apologized for every suicide (laughs) that I ever made him run. I was like, listen, now you're my boss. I don't want you to put me through the ringer here. So, you know, then we worked together for the next several years together and, 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 you know, when you're with someone every day, obviously, uh, and you're going through the, the grind of, of a professional job, it's different. Like, I remember my first year here, when we went 12 and 11, I was like, man, I hope they're going to be happy, you know, at St. Rose. They were, like, beside themselves. Oh, the kids played so hard. They had so much fun. They learned. I was like, you guys are happy. And they're like, yeah, this is great. If that was Europe, like, I'd have, yeah. like, like, I'd be worried about if I'd be signing a contract next year. So it was just... It was such a different feel. So him and I went through the grind together. And so you, you become really close. And uh, and so that's why our relationship became so close. And then eventually it became, you know, when Jaden was born, my wife and I became the godparents of Jaden. And, and the rest is kind of history, you know. Yeah, and history's here now for, for St. Rose basketball. Yeah. You guys are number one in the state, which is, yeah, like you said, coming from 12 and 11 that first year. Um, it's It's been a pretty remarkable turnaround. But when you see... The players on the court, it, it certainly made sense. Uh, is that something you envision coming over here? Is like, like you said, you come over here to play college basketball and get your name out there and your game out there. But like, when you get here, what's the talk of like where the team is going to be in the state? Because you get two cracks out of here. You come in as a junior. So what was the what was the ambition level from the team perspective when you came over here, particularly for you and Jaden? Yeah, like kind of the crew ourselves, uh, kind of everyone had the same mindset. Um, felt like we got like overlooked. Me and Jaden got kind of overlooked uh, in Belgium, where it will be times where we were in a lower level or something where they didn't really. Why us. do you think you get overlooked in Belgium, but it there is that maybe more opportunities because it. Mm-hmm. You couldn't overlook you for very long here. Like you were out yeah. there for you were out there for long enough where people could see what you That's could do. The thing. Like I would say the the opportunities you have in Belgium is not really it's not really as big as here. Like they don't really view basketball as big as they do here. Uh, so that's I think that was the thing that where I didn't really uh, thought I would have a great opportunity to either go to college or go to pro uh, go pro there. Uh, so I was like when I came here. Everyone in high school had a, a goal, like, oh yeah, I want to go Division One, and I'm like, oh, like 16 year olds want to go to Division One. That's, that's that's great. So being around those guys with the same mindset as me, it was, it was just, that was perfect. Yeah, it's almost, I, I guess, because so many people play here. There's yeah, just, is it it's, just this it's culture? It's this culture where, like, over there, it's almost like they're looking for. Okay, we're looking for. If you're not yeah. like elite, it's kind of right. like okay, that's nice. You're a role player there. Whereas here, like, if you're a good role player, like. And I say role player, like, you know, somebody who doesn't take 20 shots a game. <laughs> yeah. um, but they see that here, and it's like, oh, you can envision that as a mm-hmm. college coach, like, putting you on the floor like that. I guess it's just a cultural thing. I mean, you have a, well, you have a pretty good idea. So much more there. opportunity here, right? Yeah. Like, you know, you have Division One, Division Two. They have a lot of opportunity to go to either level, yeah. Division Three. Um, you know, in Belgium, they have the Pro League, which is 10 teams with, you know, 12 guys on a roster. And you have a... A, uh, basically an academy or a youth below them, right? And those youth teams are the development teams to try to one day make the pros. And, you know, the best way to describe it was like, you know, take Jada, for example. She was invited to the U.S. under 16 
uh, mini camp, right? And then she was asked to play in Belgium for the U16, and at the ultimately she decided to play for the U16 of Belgium. And the reason why is because there's probably 50 Jadas uh, U16, you know, in America and here uh, in Belgium. Excuse me. There's just Jada, and there's a few other kids like her, just a few. So, you know, if you're not in that few right away, you know, you kind of can get overlooked. Um, where here, there's just a much more bigger opportunity and a lot of other players that had the same mindset that, you know, he had when he came here. And, and again, those guys came here, and I think once they started to see that they were capable of making an impact, I think their goal shifted quickly. I mean, when they first got here, the only thing that we talked about was, let's you know gel and become a really good team we don't know what that means yet but at the end of last year especially after some failure i think we all could look you know each other in the eyes and say i think next year we go for everything you know and i, and I think that belief started already last year through our failures yeah. um when he came over did you like what did you envision him did you think he was like top 100 kid like villanova like a bunch of schools would be knocking down his door he'd ultimately end up at villanova is that something you you it, felt like it was there for him right away. I, I hadn't seen him since he was in, you know, 15, yeah. yeah, since 15. So my, when I left in 2020, you know, he was, he just turned 15. He was a, he was a little kid still. Like he was not a little kid, but he was, you know, he was younger and I hadn't seen him since then. When he came over to visit, I saw a different kid, obviously. And I saw some, some real potential, but I only saw him in a few workouts. I hadn't seen him in any games. Um, so when he decided to come here, like I knew what, how he would fit into my system as a basketball player. Um, and it was just a matter of time to bring out what he can really do, which is, you know, the, the full package of being able to distribute it and make guys around you better, the, the, the ability to get to the rim and finish at the rim, and then showing his, his shot. Like he's, he's a very, very high level shooter, I think, uh, which is what made, once he was able to consistently show that, I think that's when the whole breakthrough of Villanova, Marquette, Alabama, all those, Virginia, you name it, like all started to come in because they were like, oh, he's not like a inside player at 6'8", he's a guard and he can really pass and he can really shoot. So I didn't expect that right away. When he got here, I was like, let's see if I can get him into the system and, and make him really efficient. And then Matt took over, the rest he did. He just said, oh, I like this system, this fits me, and now let me try to start to implement what I can really do here. And I think when you're when when you're in Belgium and you're a talent and a potential like like Matt is, amongst the other talents, you know you you can all, all sometimes get put in a situation where maybe you're just a role player, like you said, like oh you're going to be lifting out of the corner and you're going to get a few touches, or maybe they put you in a practice from time to time with, with pros. Like what is Matt going to do against a pro uh, as a 16 year old kid who who just they, they want to throw you into a practice to 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 give you a, a chance to like compete. He's never going to step up being like an alpha player, right? So I think until he was able to come here in a setting where he felt really comfortable with, with his age group, where he was like, okay, this is, I can be an alpha here. I think that took a mental, you know, click in his head where that's where he started to take off. So to answer your question, I didn't know yet right away when he got here. I knew he was Division One. I. I just didn't know what level he'd get to and. You know, Matt eventually proved that he could play at any level. At this point, I, I I feel like Matt, if he was if he had one more year in high school, I think he'd even get maybe Duke and those you know, the big names after him because he really has that kind of you know skill yeah. level. So, coach mentioned um, fitting you into the system that you took to it. Do you feel like 
you fit into it so well because you're good at adapting or did you get in there and think like, I really like this, like I can make it work? Was it was it you or was it the system? It was kind of both. Yeah. Um, Cause one thing I can say about the youth in Belgium, how they teach you to play basketball is they teach you the right way. Like I was 12, 13 years old, learning how to lift out a corner, like do all those details things. And, and here you don't really see that at last. So that was a, uh, a gift that I got at a young age. And then watching him play with the pro team and where my dad was the manager, going to every game, seeing him uh, him coach, that was obviously and already knowing the system and it was easy to fit in. Yeah, why do you think it's so different, like the way players are developed in one place versus another? Because you hear that, like more and more you hear like whispers that like Europe's doing it better than we are as far as developing yeah. skill, the skills for, you know, climbing up the levels, but from your experience, just what, what were some of those differences? I would just say how they use like your abilities. I feel like here, it's just all about showcasing yourself and and it's only about you. And that just, it wouldn't work in Europe. It, can, it cannot be about you because if it's about you, then you just, it won't work. Uh, so that it, they'll make sure that you know every position, uh, you don't get forced to play one position or learn one one specific thing. Uh, so that was that was a great opportunity for me to being already a taller kid at a young age to learn how to go over ball screen, learn how to fight over ball screen, learn how to guard a pick and roll as a big guy. So then that all came in, and then I I learned that, and then when I got here, being able to try to adapt as being a center, basically guarding the bigger guys, uh, that wasn't that hard because I'm I'm used to that. Yeah, I'm sure there's a deep societal commentary yeah. in there somewhere about <laughs> the showcasing versus the yeah, like development the, exactly. but we can get into that in another podcast it's, it's the truth i mean like yeah. i've coached over there and i've been on you know i've been on both sides of the the, the, the lake here now as, as the ocean here and uh and i've seen very clearly like in belgium you're going to practice all week with the team you're mm-hmm. not doing any individual you know trainers i mean heck i, I do individual training so I'm, I'm you know beating up my own profession but um, you practice with a team, and in that inside that team, you're going to do a lot of skills. You're going to do a lot of team stuff, four on fours, three on threes, five on fives, decision making throughout the whole week, and then you're going to play one game on the weekend. It's the opposite here. Yeah. Here you're going, to, you're going to do the skills trainer all week, individual, all, only by yourself, and then you're going to play four games on a weekend. And I'm like, oh, that's different. Everybody right? coming from their different. Yeah, players. and so you have all these yeah. individually high level skilled guys that don't know how to play together. So. It was the opposite of Europe. And then I, and I think the second thing I would say is this. In Europe, you need to have a license to coach youth. You don't just get to coach youth. Yeah, this is not, it's not a business over there. It's, yeah, you got to actually like go take exams and pass so that, that the people that are going to trust that this guy actually knows what he's talking about. That might be bad news for some people. Here. Yeah, so, no, so, the, so the business of it is not there, right? Yeah. There's not a big business in, in Europe in this kind of situation. It's... It's all about the development of the the player, so that because again, their pool is a lot smaller than ours. Yeah, where our pool is so big that we'll pull out thirty guys and they're going to be fantastic. It's not like that in Belgium. They have to do everything in their possible in their capabilities to try and create whatever talent they got to make them the best they can be. Otherwise, they have no chance at Olympics, no chance at European Championships, nothing. So. They take a different approach because they're a smaller country, and it's help. And every individual country does this. So now every individual country is producing better players, basketball guys than than we have more individually skilled guys. That's why I think we have. Yeah. So so 
Villanova, what uh, what your what landed you there after uh, getting all those offers coming in? Why did you end up deciding Villanova? I, there's there's an yeah, obvious yeah. connection here with your coach having <laughs> been there. there. I it, right, that. right. I'll let I'll let him uh, yeah. I'll let him uh, tell how much of a factor that was, if if any. I mean, it was it was a funny story. I think uh, the first time when I came here in 2020 on vacation, um, we went to see the campus and we looked around and it was just vacation for me. I didn't know much about Villanova. Then obviously their uh, national champion wins. Um, when we left, my dad told me that Coach Lynch played there and I was like, oh, really? I didn't even, I didn't even knew. Yeah. So I kind of like felt disrespected. But yeah. <laughs> I didn't even knew. I, like playing at Villanova. So. Big time. So that's already I had a good view of the campus back then already. I was like, oh, it's it's beautiful. My first time seeing a college campus, uh, and I was like, wow. So then I'm going my recruitment process was kind of funny. Um, they took a different approach than most teams did. Um, most teams I would have had a phone call and it would have been an offer right away, and it would have been text, text, text. And with Villanova was different. They really took a, a slower approach. Came to see me a couple of times. Didn't offer me right away. I kept it, and then. Once they offered, it went, uh, it went like that too. So it was, it's kind of like both ways. I was like, oh wait, do they really, do they really like me? Yeah. And then once they offered it, they obviously showed that they were really interested. In it. And that's where I was like, the location was great. Um, just how I felt like the way they played and how they used their mindset of winning is everything. I felt like I fit my style. I'm not someone you can put in with quick guard that just likes to go for 20, 20 points. I need I need a system where everyone just plays for uh for as a team. And I feel like that's that's filling over basketball where there's no one guy that just go for forty points every game. Uh so that's that's those mostly it. Yeah. Did that make you happy that he, he appreciated it as much as that's I mean you want him to go where yeah, he's I, comfortable. But did you, were you happy to hear that he he well, liked it as much as he did? I thought it was cool that that he ended up you know choosing Villanova, being the fact that it is my old place, and 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 also the fact that it's close by. I mean, we it was funny the way it happened was Jada was practicing for her AAU yeah. team or Nike AAU team down in uh, uh, West was it uh, Westtown? yeah Westtown uh, Pennsylvania. Yeah. It's it's. Uh, um, was it Westchester, Pennsylvania? It's right in that area. And on the way back, I'm, I'm seeing signs for Villanova, and I'm like, "Hey guys, we're gonna make a quick stop." And plus, I had my own kids in the car. And I don't yeah. think my little my little boys ever saw it. So I went and I showed these guys, my whole family, and these guys the campus. And you know, eventually, you know, on the way home, I was like, "I, I actually played there." Like, you know, and I think was surprised by that. And um, and I think they all just enjoyed the experience of walking around the campus. It was a nice spring day. It was, you know what I'm saying? It was, it was beautiful. So um, I may have not, by default, I may have, you know, helped the situation without trying. Because I didn't know I was going to eventually recruit them. I was yeah. trying to show my family, plus them, like a college campus and where I went to school. Um, but in the end, uh, when he decided, like, I was really happy for him. And, and I think, and I mean this when I say this, Matt, like, he made this decision. Like a lot of people are like, great job. You got to move. I'm like, <laughs> listen, I, I really, Odell and I, and, and, and we, Rolex. yeah, we, we made a promise that I said, Oh, you obviously went to old dominion. They're recruiting him hard. Villanova's not, we can't have anything to do with this because if he ever goes there and we were the ones that persuaded him, that's on us. Let the, like, and he knew it. He was like, yeah, we got to let this guy make this decision. I was like, we're out of this. Let him figure it out. And he, when he made his decision, we were, 
we were happy for him. And, you know, obviously he's close to home. Our kids are going to be able to see yeah. him. great. Yeah. Now, you guys have a very big game coming up on Saturday. We're recording this on a Tuesday. Yeah. Um, you have a couple before that, so I know course, you're not going to want to jump too much ahead. But just, you have this game against Montverde, which, I mean, they've been this juggernaut. They're a factory. They've got however many they have like six d1 seniors three yeah. mcdonald's all americans um matt for you just what's what's the anticipation level like to get on the court with that group because you're going to go to college next year and every game is going to feel like that but exactly. that's kind of what it's kind of a sneak peek into what it's going to be like next year just on the level you're going to play so what's your anticipation level what are you expecting in a game like that um just the level of competition you're going to be playing on for for 32 minutes that day uh, it will be it will be a great opportunity, um, not only to show now New Jersey but also the country, um, be able to play at such high level. Um, like you said, it's, it's basically going to be like a college game because all those guys are going to be probably mostly starters or right in a rotation next year and, and they're in college. So that's just going to be a great opportunity for us to show that we can do the same thing and we can play at that at that clip. Um, I think that's important for me that I can show that too that that I'm, I'm ready for that. Yeah, and like every, it, it, I feel like the question after a lot of your games this year is like, how do you, like what is your bar for that particular game? Because you guys are winning by a lot in these games in the second half. So a lot of times it's just, it might be some internal goal rather than like the scoreboard. Mm -hmm. Is this, is there an element of that in this game where it, you don't want to make it, like you want to compete, you guys want to try to win this game, but they're, they're putting it on most of the teams they play this year. Is the bar, is the bar some something internal for this game, or is do you guys think, hey, we can we're going out there to win, we don't care who's on the other side. That's I think after after what happened last year, um, the way it went down, Roosevelt thing, Catholic. yeah, the yeah. first thing also in the short conference, the first thing that we we felt like is we wanted to go all out uh, next year, try to find all the best teams in the state, and also try to get a big one um, out of, out of state and. And that was just no matter who we play, we go out trying to trying to win and trying to compete. And I think that's our biggest our biggest thing is for this weekend is to compete and just play play our game what we've been doing for two years now. Just play our style, be ourselves, and then the end result is just gonna be the end result. And we live with that. Live with that. Yeah, and you mentioned that Randy game short conference tournaments around the corner. I'm sure you guys are looking forward to that. Yeah. Um, is it is it like how do you guys see that? Because you pretty much taken on all comers so far do you think how do you kind of stay humble in the face of that knowing that you've kind of seen everybody that might be your competition for exactly what happened last year just yeah, knowing that no matter there. what anything can happen and 100 and we there's no disrespect to any short team those guys are, are uh, they're great teams there so we can never let our shoulder down uh, we have to be ready to play no matter who we play up until up until the finals yeah yeah you guys you guys got a uh, team dinner out here tonight, so we'll wrap you up. Yeah. <laughs> I don't want to keep those stomachs empty too long. <laughs> Thanks for coming out for to Thunder Road Books and uh, sharing some time and talking ahead of uh, some big games you guys will play. Yeah. Appreciate Thanks. it, boys. No problem. Thanks. That was Coach Brian Lynch and Matt Hodge with St. Rose. And they'll again, they'll be playing at the Metro Classic this weekend in Franklin at Franklin High School. Thanks again to Thunder Road Books in Spring Lake for hosting us at Shore Sports Network and for hosting Matt and Brian for this interview. Yeah.